Well, one of the nice things about being able to come out here to Amherst is a chance to see folks we've known for a while, and one of those is with us now. He is the color commentator for UMass Hockey, Brock Hines. And, uh, Brock, first of all, let's talk about this UMass club. Uh, off to a terrific start. Actually dropped the last three games, but off to that 9-2 and two start, ranked in a top ten in the country, uh, certainly ex 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 exceeding expectations here in Amherst. Well, I don't think there's any question, Mike. It's good to be with you. I, uh, it's all been really the... Uh, the the, what's been really uh, been the impetus has been the first line I'm trying to spit out there um, Casey Wellman and James Marcou uh, um, two players like I haven't seen out here in Amherst and you and I have been together uh, you know knowing each other since the early 90s and uh, we've had some great offensive players but uh, never a, a duo like this has not only led the league in scoring but been national leaders so that's certainly been a help because uh, both teams have uh, and when I say both teams, UMass and Merrimack, have always had good goaltending. You and I can uh, name them, whether it's uh, Marty Legault or uh, you know, Brian Regan. Right. Uh, uh, there's always been good goaltenders here. Marcus Heldon, another one. Mm -hmm. and so right up and down the line, there's always been some good players from the goaltender out, but it's always been finding those offensive guys. Each team, UMass and, as you know, Merrimack, that I'm sure you told your listeners uh, as you uh, were doing your pregame show, have scored 51 goals each team has. Yeah. At this juncture of the season... That's hard to believe for these two programs. Let's talk specifically about James Marcou. He's already getting some, some notoriety, some recognition as a possible Hobie Baker candidate, a Hobie Baker uh, winner, and uh, uh, you get to see an awful lot more of him than we do. Talk, talk about uh, not only the things that make him, uh, that are obvious, that make him a great player, but maybe some of the little things that, that normal folks like us might not get to see. Well, what James Marcou does is, uh, for the people out there who might remember Chris Capuaro here, um, more of a glider around the ice. Uh, uh, he likes to go into zones and um, just he, he's able to see so much of the ice. You hear that from coaches a lot, and you and I as interviewers get to hear that. And we go, oh, wow, you know, it's another, another cliche, but it is. You can see him. He knows where every player is on the ice at each time, Mike, and it's just it's, it's truly a treat to watch him. He's gotten a lot of help from Casey Wellman, who's, uh, who, who's been uh, very uh, um, been the goal scorer on that line. He's really been the offensive guy, and that's what Marcou is. Marcou's the setup guy. There's, there's no question about it, but one thing he's worked on in the offseason that I noticed, and I uh, um, talked to him about it uh, right off from the get-go, was I noticed he, his shot had gotten better. For somebody that's his size, that's uh, my height, not even my height, five foot seven and maybe 150 pounds wet. Um, uh, his shot was maybe his weak part, so you knew that he was looking to pass. His numbers still tell you that he's looking to pass, but uh, he has a very sneaky shot. He doesn't have the goals, the double-digit goals to, to show you, but uh, he's the best setup guy that I've seen. Uh, again, so far this not only in hockey East, but in all college hockey. Again, knowing where everybody is. You can talk about guys like Marku and Wellman, but uh, and obviously also some some goals from production you're getting from some of the other guys like Willow Ortiz. But uh, you don't get out to a nine and two start without uh, doing a good job on the defensive side of things as well and special teams. And and Paul Dayton seems to be off to a terrific start this season. Paul Dayton is uh, he's been off to a great start, Mike. Uh, uh, that, and that's where really it all starts. Uh, he, He's really come along, and uh, he's established himself as the number one guy. Dan Myers uh, has had some tough luck in his play, uh, the, the limited play he's seen this year. Um, but you mentioned the defense, too. Matt Irwin had a tremendous uh, hockey's quarterfinal series last year. He ended the season strong, started the season strong, has fallen off a little bit. Um, tonight's game, actually, for the first time, um, Coach Cahoon has matched him up with Justin Braun, and you got to see that uh, early on in this hockey game, the two of them playing together. But uh, Matty started the season last year as a freshman, Matt Irwin. Um, he was injured. 
So it kind of flew under the radar a bit, but then came on in January, especially February, and then everybody noticed him at Northeastern. Justin Braun, frankly, at the end of last season, I didn't think he'd be coming back. I thought the Sharks, who uh, drafted him, might have taken him. And um, I, I guess from all the accounts that I heard, the Sharks were really flush with defensemen. So uh, they said, stay you know, one more year at UMass. That's tremendous yeah. for the program. Right. And then Marty Nolay, of course, uh, an NHL draft pick. He's matched up with Darren Rowe, a newcomer to the team. Cublin and Marku. Mike Marku is probably the most improved defenseman of this team. Um, all of his goals, the career goals as a sophomore, have come this season in his sophomore year. So, no, the defense is good. And, as you know, that's where you're going to really start a good team is from the goal line out. So, yes, you're right about that. And looking around the rest of the league, I think that uh, there's no question in my mind that top to bottom, uh, this year more than many other, more than any other year in league history. You can really say, I mean, the coaches say it all the time in the past, and, and you expect them to say it that every game is tough. But uh, it really seems like that's been the case this year. Uh, you just look at the the, the battles from the, against the, all the clubs. The clubs were picked in maybe in the bottom of the league, like Providence and Merrimack. Some of the other clubs were picked in the middle of the pack, and, and uh, every game it seems as though, I mean, it really isn't a, an easy game in this league. No, there isn't, you know, Mike, and, you know, looking at the standings, uh, I expected Northeastern to fall off when you lose such a top quality goaltender in Boston University. I expected a letdown there, too. Not to this extent, and uh, they lost uh, to RPI last night. I didn't see the game. Everybody said they, they looked snake-bitten, and sometimes yeah. it happens. You lose a few key players, or several key players in the case of BU. Yeah. I mean, that was a a semi-NHL team they had right. last season. That well, they lost so many guys that had been putting the puck in the net. And right from the start, it seemed to me, I think of that game that got shut out against Notre Dame. I mean, and that was the case again last night. Like you said, they had chances. They've been able to generate chances. I think they've outshot the opponent almost every game that they played and, and yet not been able to put the puck in the net. Yeah, Brad, Brad Thiessen's a big loss. And, and, and BU, again, I think so, something tells me BU is going to rise up of all the teams that are in the lower half. I think they're the ones that have really the greatest chance of coming up. Um, we've seen uh, UMass, as far as live, uh, every team except Northeastern. So um, New Hampshire, out of league play, struggled early, but now they've come on. They won here at the Mullen Center. Um, you wonder if that's a case of playing those tough games against Miami and out at Wisconsin, making, making that team better, and especially the younger players, getting them experience, and it's paying off now. Yeah, it could very well be. I think you're right with that. And Wisconsin wasn't getting very much respect. They actually remember yeah. back in October, or late October, fall the national yeah, rankings. Right. All of a sudden, they've really ascended, and uh, that's where you're going, I believe. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, so that should be good. But Boston College, we saw them out here last Friday good night. Club. They played the perfect row game. They're yeah. a really good club. Um, Maine, uh, I'm surprised they are where they are. When I saw them, I didn't think they were that good. But, um, you know, again, they have a pedigree that will likely rise them up. Finding so, ways to win games. They find ways to win games, exactly. Lowell uh, saw them last Saturday night. They found a way to come back. We had them uh, up at Songus 2 nothing. They came back and won that game. Uh, looking down the line, we saw uh, Vermont up in Burlington. You know, we had a 6-2 win up there. Yeah, we were down one nothing and 2-1. Uh, um, they just kind of they, they kind of got deflated and, and defeated. Yeah. Uh, did Vermont? They're a good club as well. Um, dying to see you guys um, skip over Northeast, and we talked about them. And we saw Providence early on. Frankly, I'm a little surprised they are where they are. No, they're not a top five team. But still, I don't think they're the 10th place team. So you're right. The league is, is wide open. It's great for college hockey. It's great for hockey. How do you think, how do you see, I mean, I know we're only at the midway point in the season, but uh, uh, if you could, I guess, assess UMass, who you, who you see most of the time, and maybe assess the league in general and how you see things shaking out. Well, I'll skip UMass. I, I mean, because from what I've seen, I, I can't see why they can't finish in, the, in a top four playoff spot. The other two teams I think you hit on, you said good team, was Boston College. Uh, um, too many weapons on that club. 
same with New Hampshire. Uh, at first, I was wondering, I got duped by the out-of-conference, but as you know, unlike college basketball, I didn't get to see much of the out-of-conference. And I don't know how strong Wisconsin is year in and year out until the season progresses. Right. Same with Miami. Do they come back with yeah. you know, the, the full uh, roster? Well, apparently, it looks like they did. They've had a couple, a little bit of a slide, but, I mean, they're, they're too strong of a club. And Lowell, I think of all these teams, Lowell was everybody's darling as far as the team that maybe over the last couple of years hasn't been so good, but last year they were good. Everybody kind of picked them to be this year's Northeastern. I think everybody will be right. I think they will be this year's Northeastern. They will be a top-four club, and uh, um, they had a little recent slide, too. I wouldn't worry about them. Brock, always good to see you. Uh, happy holidays. Enjoy your Christmas, and take care. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's to all your listeners, and good to see you, too, Mike.